You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. Did you all survive the great snowstorm of Thursday at 4.45 p.m.? <laughs> I was all ready and everything. I had my shovel ready. I was going to build a snowman. It was going to be awesome. And then uh, it didn't happen. Um, but I know a lot of you are praying for Monday night. Um, that ice and snow and get snowed in Tuesday. Every student is praying for snow. That's what, so are the teachers. Amen. Amen. Well, we, will, we will partner in prayer. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, you know, Jesus, I need a day off of work without it costing me anything. Um, but yeah, I, I loved winter just because there was a potential for snow. And uh, I'm excited about it. I don't know if you saw, we already have our phase two bathrooms in place right outside. Um, got the porta potty on site. Um, so if you're brave enough, there's an extra bathroom out there. Um, so, and it is climate controlled. It's cold in the winter and hot in the summer. So um, uh, yeah, they, so things are starting uh, to be moving. And so our superintendent is on site full time. And uh, we've got everything uh, ramping up. So you should start seeing some dirt flying and, and uh, stuff happening over the next couple of weeks. And it's exciting, exciting process. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to the 28th. That night, I'm already excited to preach the message that God's given me for the 28th. And I can, I'm, I'm the type of person where I want to preach it today, but I can't do that. He's already given me this. I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be a great vision night. You don't want to miss that. But uh, going through the fast and everything. How many of you are fasting for the first time? Awesome. Can we give, give some encouragement to y'all? Because yeah, right about now, you're thinking, why in the world did I do this? You know, especially those of you fasting caffeine, because we don't like you this morning, um, and because and, you're grumpy. I'm just going to say it. You're grumpy, but, but the, the light will dawn. I, I fasted caffeine for the first time four years ago, and I just never went back to caffeine because I was so grumpy and I was so mean to my family in that, that fog and that headache, I just decided I'm not gonna put that back in my body again. So I just, I just walked away from caffeine altogether. So what you see is all natural. So I don't have any help with this. Um, this is the Holy Ghost I'm here going on. So uh, anyway, every year God gives me a specific word for our church and the direction for our team and direction for our church. And this year for 2018, that, I believe that word is simplify, that God has called us to step into a life of simplification that we complicate things a lot. And in August, I was praying and kind of had a really hit the wall moment with God and, and things were difficult. Things weren't moving the way they should. I felt like they, were, they should be moving. And I just remember praying, God, does it have to be this hard? Does it have to be this difficult? And, and I really felt God speak into my soul and say, no, you're the one making this complicated. And he took me to a passage of scripture, Matthew eleven twenty five through 30, and that's really the springboard for this focus series. And, and I want to read it again to you because we taught this last week, but I want to kind of use this to, to revisit and then springboard into what we're teaching today. But Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I was going through that time where I was, honestly, I was complicating a lot of life, 
this, this is where God began to minister to me of saying, look, just, you've got to do some simple things in your life. You got to continue to come to me, come to Jesus. He says, come to me, take my yoke upon me. That's, that is, that is us exchanging this yoke of, of slavery and yoke of, of bondage for his yoke of freedom and his life that he's created us to live in. And then he said, learn from me. And I want to springboard from that because we have the benefit of the gospels. We have the scripture, but the gospels especially, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that help us learn more about the character and the way Jesus lived life. And Jesus lived life with this this. this specific rhythm, this beautiful rhythm. And when we, when we look at his life and we want to learn from him, we want to learn the rhythms of his life because he didn't get, he didn't get in, caught up in all the chaos. If you read through scripture, you'll notice that Jesus could kind of just, he could, he could keep an even temp going. He, could, he was calm. He was spiritually stable. He was emotionally stable. He was physically stable. And, and we want to learn these rhythms in our life. You and I are created to move in rhythm. God created rhythm. He created the, everything, the, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, everything in our universe moves in a rhythm. He created day and night. Day and night moves in a rhythm with each other. He created the seasons to move in a rhythm. And Texas, I know our rhythm is, is chaos because it's like it can be warm one day and cold the next, but there's a rhythm to the season. He created you and I to move and live in a rhythm. That at the core of us, we have our heartbeat that is beating, that is providing this rhythm for our life. I read this week that every one of us have a unique fingerprint. We also have unique rhythms of our heart. That God has created the rhythm of your heart to be unique for you. That's why he said, take my yoke upon you. He's created you and I to live this unique life that moves in this rhythm that he's created us to live in. The rhythm of, in your house has a rhythm. The rhythm of my house the last couple of weeks, because my daughter and son-in-law and granddaughter were in town, it was chaotic, but I loved it. But it felt like a rave. I mean, the rhythm of my house was like, it's, it's, it's all the time. I mean, I was like, well, well we, everybody's up. We got to feed them. We got to do this. Then my dishwasher sighed when they left. It was like, whoo, that thing was running constantly. <clears throat> but then they left. They went home. The rhythm of my life is like the blues now. It's like, I'm so lonely. The dog's looking at me like, is it just you and me? It's like, it's just us, bud. And he likes that. He's like, I'm glad that little human's gone. And, and the, I'm the dog's favorite, so he looks to me for this. But there's a rhythm that you and I are created to live in. Everything has a rhythm. I want to give you kind of a behind-the-scenes look this morning at our worship ministry. Um, there's a lot that happens on this platform during worship. And we have incredibly talented musicians and vocalists, and they do an incredible job. And I want to I invite our creative pastor, Alan, uh, Adam, to come up here. Come up here. Adam was on the keys this week. You did a great job on the keys this week. You know what blows me away about most of our musicians? They can play multiple instruments. I mean, I, 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 can, I struggle to hack at one. And, and you can help me hold Ryan accountable. Ryan's our worship pastor, was leading from acoustic guitar this morning. You know what he got for Christmas? A violin. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait for him to play that violin for us. But Adam this morning was on keys, and he was also our band leader. And, and every week we have a band leader. And that band leader is running some things, not just their instrument. They're running some behind-the-scenes things. And so I want to give you a glimpse behind that into what goes on to create these incredible rhythms and create these moments 
for us to be in the presence of God and worship. And one of the things that, that Adam runs from his station and whoever's the, the band leader for the weekend, they have a couple things. You'll see them with the computer. They're running some things on that computer. One of the things is called a click track. Um, why don't you put the, can I get some click in my ears is what every musician says. So when they start a song, this is what starts in their ears. Every musician and vocalist has these in-ear monitors and they're in their ears and they're hearing this and it's setting that beat. And, and so Adam, this weekend, as a band leader, sets that beat and he's working the rhythm. He's setting that rhythm. So all of the band, they all stay on the same page. They don't lose tempo. And then one of the things that, you can turn that off. That's starting to get in my head, man. So <laughs> y'all gonna be doing that all day too. You'll be like, bing, bong, 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 bing, bong, bong. You'll be driving home, bing, bing. What'd you learn at church today? Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, thank you, Adam. Thank you. Give him a hand. He does the click track so beautifully. The other thing that he has is this microphone. And this isn't for him to sing so you and I can hear. As the band leader, he's using that microphone to speak into the ears of everyone on the platform. So what'll happen is if, if one of our vocalists, whoever's leading this song for worship, if, if, they, if they're sensing the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to do this chorus again, spend some time, they give a signal to the band leader. He would go into that microphone and says, we're gonna stay here for a minute. And so we'll go back into that chorus. So he's letting the band know we're going back into the chorus or we're gonna do that bridge again or we're gonna, we're gonna make it softer here or, or when, when, when the, the worship leaders get excited and they'll say, let's just get this going, man. And so he'll say, let's build it up. And so all that's going on and, and all that's happening in the ears. And so there's this rhythm that's happening in the ears of the musician. And then there's this voice speaking in, giving direction. And what's beautiful about that is, is that's, that's the same way the Holy Spirit provides rhythm in our life. When Jesus was talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, if you got your Bible, go to John 16. When Jesus was talking about the work of the Holy Spirit, he begins to reveal some of these rhythms of righteousness that are at play in the life of a believer. And see, what happens is you and I, when we profess our faith in Christ, when we, when we submit to him as Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit seals us for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit does some work in our life to say you are God's child. You cannot be taken from the hand of God. We're sealed for the day of redemption. We're given the Spirit as a guarantee, a deposit on what has been bought for us. And the Holy Spirit begins this work and this ministry in the life of of a believer. And Jesus is explaining to his disciples in John uh, 16, he's actually spending several chapters explaining that he is going to be leaving and he's, he's going to the Father. He says, it's better for you that I go because when I go, I will send one after me. I will send the Holy Spirit and he will, he will lead you into some things. And in verse uh, 12, Jesus says, I still have so many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. What that means is that if I were to explain to you everything, if I were to reveal everything to you right now, it would crush you. That what I want to give you as a blessing, if I gave it all to you right now, it would be an incredible burden. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me 
for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take what is mine and declare it to you. What Jesus is, is setting in us is this rhythm that the Holy Spirit begins to move in our life. That there's this, there's this rhythm that the Holy Spirit, that's this, it's, this, it's this beat. It's this tempo that the Holy Spirit wants to be speaking and working into our life. And just like our band leader, the Holy Spirit speaking into us, saying, hey, here's where we're going. This is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to respond. This is how I want you to, to live your life today. And we move in, Galatians 5.25 says, in step with the Holy Spirit. I mean, when you think in step, you think dancing, rhythm and dancing. I, 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 I don't dance. I can't dance. I'll put it that way. Dancing is a sin. You know, some of y'all grew up hearing that. The sin is me trying to do it, right? <laughs> I got no rhythm. I can't dance. But what's beautiful is the Holy Spirit comes in to lead that, this dance of life, to keep us in step. And here's the way we're moving. Here's how we're going. Here's how we're doing this. And so we want to stay in step with the Holy Spirit. So we start to wonder what these rhythms of righteousness are that the Holy Spirit leads us in. And I want, to, I want to give you some things this morning from this passage about this rhythm of righteousness. The first thing we have to do in this rhythm, the first beat of this rhythm, is to receive. That you and I have to be in a place, in a position to receive. That you and I have to, you know, just like all of the musicians on this platform have those monitors in their ears, they have to be in. They have to be plugged in. There has to be volume. There has to be something flowing in. that you, They have to receive that audio input so that they can then be a part of producing the audio output. Because through these simple rhythms of the Holy Spirit, he will create incredible and produce incredible things in our life. And we've got to receive. The Holy Spirit sets this rhythm, sets this tempo. As Jesus is explaining, he says, when the Spirit comes, he will lead you into all truth. And it says that he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. What the Holy Spirit receives, he gives. He's setting this tempo. He's setting this rhythm. That as the Holy Spirit receives, he's passing it on to us. He's speaking in. This is what your father is saying about you. This is what Jesus has done for you. All that he receives. Th think about some of the things that we receive from the Holy Spirit. That when we take that yoke of Jesus upon us, that we receive that, that forgiveness of sin and the power of the resurrection was the power the Holy Spirit poured out on the resurrection day is the same power that brings life to you and I. That, that the Holy Spirit, what we receive is a guarantee, a deposit that we belong to God, that this adoption has been completed. It is finalized. It is done. We receive a, a guidance into all the truth that there are times we wonder, should I do this? And the Holy Spirit is leading us into the truth of God's word. The Holy Spirit brings a reminder of God's truth to us. In August, when I, when I hit the wall and said, God, does it have to be this hard where the, where the Holy Spirit started speaking into my life is the rhythm, I felt the rhythm this. And I was trying to jump in. And I mean, just, I felt like 
you ever seen the movie Steve, with Steve Martin, The Jerk, when he's trying to dance? That's what I felt like in August. Nothing in my life was flowing. God, does it have to be this hard? And the Holy Spirit's going, hey, hey, remember, remember, I set the rhythm. Remember, you're exhausting yourself. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, and I'll be rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, Matt. My burden is light. This doesn't have to be that hard. Remember the rhythm. Get back in the rhythm. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has to slow it down for me. Get back in this rhythm. Come on, Matt. Receive from me. Receive. Receive. And the things that we receive from the Holy Spirit bring us back into step. We also receive the fruit of the Spirit. You and I can't manufacture this fruit. It is, it is produced by the Holy Spirit's work in our life. You know the fruit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those things, the Holy Spirit speaking into my life. He's like, hey, I'm bringing some love. Receive this love. Receive this love, Matt. Receive this joy. Receive this peace. Receive this faith. And he's setting this rhythm, and I'm receiving these things. And he begins to produce those things in my life. How do we, how do we receive from the Holy Spirit? A lot of us get really frustrated sometimes because we think this is a complicated process of receiving or hearing from God. Some of the greatest ways we receive are through some of these, these just rhythms of our life that, you know, that's time in the word. How, how much time in the word do you get? I mean, are, are you reading his word? And, and get practical with it. You know, here's the thing. There, there are great, there's a great Bible app called YouVersion. It will send you a verse of the day. It's a great place to start. I recommend, we, we, have, we have some folks in our church that the way they started doing this was they would leave their Bible open on their nightstand. And when he would get into bed, he would just, start, just go, okay, I still have so many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And then lay it back down on your nightstand. Leave it open. When it's open, it's accessible. When you get out of bed in the morning, you grab that after you've beat the snooze button 80 times. A little while and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while and you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one, or what does it say? He says, and you get this time in the word. What's amazing is this time in the word is what plants that word in your heart so when you face these things in life, the Holy Spirit gives you a recall of what you have read. Think about your prayer time. Is your prayer time set up just for God to receive from you? I mean, to receive your list? God, my, keep my kids from making stupid decisions. God, my kid made a stupid decision. Help us get out of this without too much trouble. God, would you open up a new job? God, would you give me a promotion? God, would you give me a raise? God, would you give me? God? And we just give this checklist of God. And we say, do you have a prayer life? Man, I have a thriving prayer life. I ask God for stuff all day long. 
But are you in a position to receive from God? Because God says, look, when, when, when we meet, when I come to you, when you come to me, I'm here to listen to your request, but I'm asking you to listen to me too. Because some of the things you're asking for, I have answers. And a lot of times he'll say, hey, remember in my word when I said this. Are you receiving from God? This is how you do it. And that's, that's part of the practical application of why we do this 21 days of fasting and prayer and devotions at the beginning of the year. Because it helps get us in a rhythm, get us in a discipline. It takes 21 days to develop a healthy habit. And all of these devotions have been written by people at the creek. It's your family that has written these devotions. And we go through this fasting together. It's, to, it's designed to get us in a new rhythm for a new year. And that rhythm is simplify, simplify. It doesn't have to be this complicated. So we receive. We don't just receive, but the next part, the next beat in this is respond. Is, is we respond. We receive from God and it leads us to a response because the, the downbeat's gonna bring an upbeat. The upbeat's gonna bring a downbeat. So we receive and we respond. We receive, we respond even the Holy Spirit sets this tempo, sets this rhythm. John 16, 14 says that Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. What he receives, he gives to you and his response will be to glorify Jesus. Ultimately, our response to the revelation of God should be the glory of God that everything we receive from God is turned back in praise. Everything we receive from God. And we gotta qualify this because some, some of us just think the soundtrack for our life should be happy music all the time. That it should be just like, yay, my life is good. <laughs> some, some, let, me, let me just throw the wrench in it. How do we respond when what we're receiving is difficulty? Because we, we, we will start to base our life on one song, not the whole album. Remember when there were good albums? Or, or just remember buying an album? I mean, now you download the album today, you know? Remember, okay, I, I was part of the transition from records to cassettes. And remember when cassettes were popular and you would buy a new album? And you would buy that for one song, right? And you can't wait to hear that one song first. And so you would put it, you would start looking on there. Oh, it's on B-side, song four. So you'd put it in, click. That's the sound of a tape fast-forwarding, those you don't remember. Hip, stop, play. I don't know what they're talking, I don't know that song. I bought the album, I'm gonna listen to that song, but that's not, stop, fast-forward. Stop, play, remember that? Life was so much simpler then. Actually, I do like the way I can just search for it and play the song, create my own Spotify list. Remember building your own mixtape back then? You'd make your own album, your own mixtape. The way you did it is play and record and pause, all three, and you would sit there listening to the radio waiting for that song to come on. I, I know what I'm talking about, people. You, I mean, you, you, know, I mean, 
ninth grade, you're in love. This is the love of your life, and this is our song. And so you don't, you're too cheap to go buy the album, but you've got, you've got some of those tapes, man, because you broke up with the last girl, so you erased her mixtape, and now you got this one ready. It's a new day, a new tape, right? And so you're waiting. All of a sudden, that song comes on. You hit pause, and it's recording, and you touch. Because remember, it would pick up things in the room, too. So you're like, you remember that? What? Oh, man, I miss those days. But we think the mixtape of our life should always be the, the, the happy song or it should always be good. But there are times in our life that, that it's going to be difficult. I mean, God just, if we're going to set ourselves up to receive from God, we've got to be willing to receive everything from God, not just the good. I mean, he's honest with us. God is honest with us when he says, suffering is a reality of life. It will rain on the just and the unjust. In this world, you will have tribulations, Jesus said, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Read the book of Job. That there are times that what we receive is going to be difficult. So how do we respond in a way that glorifies God? How do we live life like, like James is talking about when he said, count it up pure joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of various kinds? That doesn't mean that, that, oh, thank you, God. I'm just rejoicing that I have difficulty in my life. Praise God, my life is hard. No, he's saying, this testing of your faith produces steadfast. It produces endurance. It produces patience. There's something in our life that is being produced by the difficulty we're receiving to where our ultimate response is the glory of God. That it's, God, I'm not rejoicing because of this difficulty. You know what? I'm listening to the Holy Spirit set the rhythm and speak into my life to say, this is hard, but you can have joy. You can rejoice in the Lord. You can say, Jesus, I'm going to praise you because I know you're producing something in me. It, it, it gets us to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. So don't, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So when we're in this rhythm and life is difficult, we respond with faith. We respond with thanksgiving. I'm not, I've never thanked God for difficulty, but I've thanked God in the difficulty. Thank you for this breath. Sometimes it gets that basic. Thank you for this breath. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for not walking out on me, Jesus. Thank you for loving me enough that you gave your life. Thank you for my family. And, and what happens, this Thanksgiving, it, it, it's, it's like a crescendo in music. It starts small, but all of a sudden, it starts building and building and building till you have this incredibly glorious praise happening of I thank you, Father. Thank you. And the anxiety is being washed away. And this peace is guarding this heart and mind. By your spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. 
You, Jesus, my resurrected king, are bringing me out of this death. And I praise you for that. I thank you for that. See, there's that moment when we get the input that, that we receive, and there's this gap of time before the response. It's input, process, output. Most of us, we receive input, and we don't respond, we react. A lot of my prayer time is, is Holy Spirit, I wanna listen to you. So in that gap of time that's happening right in here of input, output, I want, I want to glorify you. I want what comes out of here to come from here and not here. Because in here, I'm going to react. You say something that cuts me, react. I'm going to cut you. It's the button game. You push my button, I'm going to react and push your button. What I'm asking the Holy Spirit to do is in, the, in this rhythm that he's creating in my life and he's speaking into my life, that it comes in, I receive it, and it, I want to process it so from here, from the Spirit come, comes out and I respond in a way that's loving. So it looks like this. When, when I'm going through trial, I don't react in fear. I don't react with anxious thoughts. I don't react with maybe God's done with me. I don't react with anger. I don't react in the emotional sense. What I do is I listen to the Holy Spirit. I get in rhythm, and I respond in a way that glorifies him. And then, then I get into the, the beauty of the music because it's receive, respond, repeat. If I just receive and respond one time, I'm looking at a moment. It's one moment. The repeat is what makes it a life. This life of keeping in step with the Spirit that I receive from God. I respond, I receive, I respond, I receive, I respond. See, you and I, <clears throat> at the moment we come to Jesus and take his yoke upon us, we're transformed, we're made new. The Holy Spirit moves in. Holy Spirit takes up residence. But that's not just a one-time thing. What Paul said in Ephesians 5.18 is that, that we need to be filled with the Spirit, that we don't, we don't get, get the drunk from the wine. We don't get under the influence of the alcohol. We get under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so for some, someone or something to have influence in our life, there has to be a constant inflow. The language that Paul's speaking, this Greek language, literally translates be you. So be you with the unique rhythm that God has created in you. That as you move through life, you are you. You are unique. But be you being continually filled by the Spirit. And what this looks like, the imagery that I want you to get with this is think of a, a ship with a sail. That be you. You're a ship. You're created. You have a purpose. You have a plan. You have a destiny in your life. But you've got to raise the sail. You raise the sail. You become a willing vessel. You say, here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak. And you're raising that sail. The Holy Spirit is the wind, referred to as wind many times in Scripture, comes and fills that sail to move your life in the direction that he's created you to go. 
It's, it's that constant process. See, see, the Holy Spirit fills me every time I ask him for it. But here's what I know about this vessel. I leak. So Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Some of my rhythms are I exhale confession and inhale, fill me. God, I'm sorry for reacting in fear. Fill me to respond in faith. It's a rhythm. Our breathing is a rhythm. Our heartbeat is a rhythm. I receive. I respond. I receive. I respond. I receive. I respond. Too many of us get derailed because we fall out of rhythm. I used to play bass. I haven't played in a long time. Not a great bass player. But I used to play in a worship team. And I had the in-ears. And I would play. I would rehearse. I would show up. I'd do the worship sets. And we had a band leader that would speak into our ears. He was less uh, uh, um, uplifting than our band leaders are. And I remember playing a worship set, and I hit a wrong note. And in my ear, I hear this, hey, Matt, stay on that note. We'll get there eventually. Okay, some of the other things I heard. I really like what you were trying to do there. The other one is, hey, we're playing worship music, not jazz. But sometimes I would miss the rhythm. I'd play the wrong note. And we're gonna do that sometimes. But the Holy Spirit is speaking into us going, hey, hey, get back in rhythm. Come back on the same page of music that I'm doing. We can get back into this. My trainer at the gym makes this comment. He teaches this lesson this way. He said, if your car has a flat tire, you're gonna pull it over to the side of the road, you're gonna change the tire, you can get back on the road. None of you, when your car gets a flat tire, would pull over the side of the road and completely abandon the car. Some of you have fallen out of rhythm with the Holy Spirit. You know what? We're here to help you this morning change the tire and get back on the road. Get back in rhythm. Get back into that. There's some questions that I I put on your sheet to challenge you a little bit that that I want you to take time to answer honestly. What is the rhythm of my life right now? When I think about it, really, what is the rhythm? Who's setting the beat? Because whoever... You're listening to that. That's who's setting your rhythm. Who are you allowing to set the rhythm in your life? Because just as much as the Holy Spirit is speaking into you, going, this is the rhythm, this is the beat, there's an unholy spirit. There's the enemy that's after you going, no, 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 you got double time it. You got double time it. Or, or, or he, he's gonna, you're going to be clapping, and all of a sudden he's going to throw in a beat that just, it's not on beat. Who are you allowing to set the rhythm of your life? Left to our own devices without a transformation and an infilling of the Holy Spirit, our rhythm is not going to be in step with righteousness. Are you in a place where you can hear from the Holy Spirit? Are you receiving from the Holy Spirit? If not, we, that's what this 21 days is all about. You have a family that is walking along with you going, come on, let's move to the same rhythm. Let's work together. Let's walk together. Let's do this dance together.
What do the responses in your life reveal about your rhythm? Do you spend most of your time reacting? Or are you receiving from the Holy Spirit so you can respond in a way that glorifies God? Do you react to what he or she says? Or are you responding in a way that lets love be evident in the relationship? Are you reacting from what the doctor is telling you? Are you responding in the faith that your maker and creator has numbered your days and has sustained you and will sustain you? Are you reacting or responding? That's what this fast is all about. The fast isn't a hunger strike for God. It's not, God, I'm not gonna eat until you give me what I want. Here's what I can tell you. I've studied enough of God's word. He can outlast you. (laughs) He'll go, all right, I'll see you soon. We'll talk about it face-to-face then. What do you think? No, fast is this. I'm foregoing an appetite to feed myself. I'm foregoing my rhythm for yours. And I want to receive from you, Holy Spirit. That I'm going to approach the time in your word and say, your servant is here. Your son is here. Speak to me. Those are practical steps because what I know is that this rhythm doesn't happen naturally. It's intentional. Walking in step with the Spirit, these rhythms of righteousness require the Holy Spirit leading in our life. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for revelation. We thank you for giving revelation to Jesus who reveals it to the Holy Spirit, who reveals it to us. We thank you that there's this beautiful receiving and giving and giving and receiving rhythm at work in our relationship with you. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us. We ask you to fill us fresh and new. We ask you to change the beat of our heart, change the tone of our life. We ask you to lead us in truth. We ask you to convict us in areas where we're out of rhythm with righteousness. We ask you to remind us that when we confess that our Father is faithful and just to forgive us, we ask you to remind us, Holy Spirit, that when we're forgiven by our Father, He remembers our sin no more. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak into us in this rhythm that you've created us and called us to live in, all for the glory of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at